Welcome back. Ooh, Duvall with a crack. The Beards Watch Podcast, episode 220. Charlotte's number one podcast recorded in the basement, still via Zoom, because why not? With still the craziness going on, and let's get some other guests that may not normally be able to join on a Tuesday night that live out of town. So it's I, J-Roll Nation. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at J-Roll Nation. Uh, Facebook, the Beards Watch Podcast, our YouTube, they see me rolling with our reaction videos, our brewer reviews, our burial carts, all that good stuff. Jeeves eating a Pocky Challenge, almost dying and tearing up some ice cream sandwiches. So all that good stuff is on there, so subscribe, like, and then if you're feeling real crazy, go buy a t-shirt. And then, of course, you can find our podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. So, speaking of Jeeves, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Nice to Nice to be back. Always thank you for having me on. No problem. Um, if, you want to, if you want to find me, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Jeeves1988. All right. And then Duvall is back. Hopefully he can stay for the full podcast this time. We're not interrupting his workouts as we were last week. How you doing, Duvall? I'm good, man. And yeah, I'll be here for the whole time. Uh, thanks for having me. Today definitely feels like a Monday, uh, at least for me, <laughs> just because I was off yesterday. Um, but uh, but if you're looking for me, um, it's Rod Versenball on Twitter. Versenball on. All right, and our guest tonight is an old college buddy who I met very early on in the college career. Came friends when we were shooting movies. We we're in the same major, so anytime we had projects involving film, we always either join each other's projects or in a group project together. He's up in Raleigh now, and I'll let him explain the rest. So, uh, Josh, how you doing, man? Pretty good. I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. So, yeah, what what are you up to these days? Oh, man. Um, let's see. Uh, working. <laughs> uh, same new station. Yeah. That I've been in for the last uh, eight years, almost nine. And uh, I've got two kids now. Yeah. I've got a, a one-year-old. Her name is Amelia. And then I've got a three-year-old. His name is Ethan. Okay. I keep us Absolutely. Uh, and then when I can, I work on short films. Nice. So yeah, pretty pretty busy kind of tired. So when you graduated, we graduated in 2011 from UNCG. What? How long did it take you to get a job? Uh, I guess I worked with my parents for a while. I'd, I'd been doing that since I was 13. So yeah. right after college, I immediately just went back to them. Uh, and then I think four months later, I got a part-time job at Best Buy. <laughs> so it wasn't my field, but it was a different job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then finally, in January 2012, uh, I got a part-time job at the new station I have right now. So I guess, however many months that So where are you working? So yeah, so what new station are you at now? I'm at CBS 17. It used to be, uh, well, they changed their name so many times. Yeah. CBS Okay. And what are you doing there? Uh, I'm a newscast director. Okay. So I just... I got the headset on and I call all the shots, stand by this camera, I code everything, I punch it out, tell them when to play music. So I, I do that. And then on occasion, I'll be in the studio controlling the cameras or I'll be running audio or out in the field with a camera. Uh, it doesn't happen too often, especially. So so you're, you're the typical local news do-it-all guy? Trying to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I started part time as just a production tech, so they were like, "Here, we'll have a studio with streaming and audio." But I really wanted to be a director, and finally, I think it took me five years to be a director. 
Yeah. I was an assistant director now, I'm a full time director, but it took a long time to get there. Honestly, I'm just I'm happy to have a job, and then that helps me do projects on the side. So yeah, that's not bad. So is this a place you see yourself in for quite a long time? I would say yes, for a little while longer, I think. Yeah. It's, it's nice to, uh, I'm comfortable, you know. I, yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Yeah. It took me a long time to get here, so I know what I'm doing. My schedule doesn't change too much, so I'm, I'm comfortable, uh, and, it, and it works for uh, the family. Yeah. You know? On my days off, Caitlin works, so I take care of the kids. And when I'm at work, she takes care of the kids. It's yeah. Just, it's just working for now, so I'm just going to try to stick with it. Oh, yeah. It's always that, that family work-balance life is, is a juggle sometimes. So once you can get a groove going, it's hard to try to step out of that groove because you want to be there for your family as much as you can. So Exactly. All right, so your side hobbies. We always had some – we did that one video where we were in that Arby's. Remember, yeah, the yeah the Holly Hollywood Holly well yeah Halloween right yeah, and and Halloween was in the title yeah Halloween was in the title we all kind of shot a different version edited it up a different way I think mine is still on YouTube somewhere but for those who don't know we kind of were able to somehow legally but illegally use another uh, classmate of ours an Arby's before they opened on like a Thursday morning or something. And so we got in there and we're just shooting stuff about how like if someone kind of got robbed and they came in and all, and we all did different kind of versions of it. But then shortly thereafter, I want to say that person got in trouble for letting us use the Arby's and then it shut down. Yeah, then it shut down. The Arby's is out gone there. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 so... Yeah, so so what are you doing now to kind of scratch that itch? As you mentioned, you know, you're working professionally as a news director, but to get creatively, I know you can get a little creative juices as a news director, but not the full. I know you were always big into the short films and all that stuff. You know, yeah. what have you been doing to, to kind of scratch that itch? Uh, well, I've just been, just, I usually just wait for inspiration. Okay. I, I watch a lot of movies, love movies, so I just I watch a bunch and all of a sudden I just have this idea I'm super inspired so I'll just start <laughs> writing things down I have a lot of downtime at work sometimes so I just use that time to write uh, and then when I get inspired I, I contact my pals and say hey you guys want to work on a video and then they say yes we schedule we figure it out Caitlin's been super supportive um, so then we just go out and shoot it and then again during my downtime when Caitlin goes to the I just cut it all together no. that's, that's what I do so right now I've been, I've been working on uh, very silly sci-fi uh, epic series called The Valley of Falcons since February, uh, and that's been it's been fun. Right now we're doing the third one and the last one, so I'm hoping once this is done, I'll take a break. <laughs> holidays. Now, do you, do you uh, do you ever want to like get past the hobby stage, or do you just like doing it as a fun thing? And if somehow it catches on, it catches on. If not, you just like having fun with it. Uh, that's a, that's, a, that's that's an interesting question. Uh, I thought when I was a kid I was gonna work in Hollywood, you know, and work in these big blockbuster movies. Uh, but then as we got older, especially in college, we kind of saw how hard that was. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you know it kind of required you to be with them for a while after you finally get in. Right? So, uh, 
So they kind of freaked me out, and I thought, you know, like, I'll just make my own stuff, obviously, on a smaller scale, very low budget stuff. But that gives me the freedom to do what I want to do yeah. when I can, um, and then still be able to spend time with my family. I don't have to move to another city or anything like that. So uh, right now it's working. It's yeah. Working. Yeah. It would be so great uh, if I got paid to do this thing. <laughs> But it's so fun that it, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Especially so, the Valley Falcon ones. They're, they're just, yeah, they're crazy. It's a ton of green screen. We make little models, put on green screen, and the effects. But it's like, you get it when you watch the movie, you get it. Um, not, you know, a high budget or anything like that. But you get it. And, and I think when you watch it, you're like, oh, that was fun. So yeah. if I can just make those movies to entertain people for now on. I definitely tune in every time you I see you release a new one, and tune in when I can. Yeah, I like to. I found your YouTube channel and pop those in. You know, anytime, like you said, if you're bored at work or whatever. So definitely keep them going. But Duvall, you had a question. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, what was the first um, short film that you did? Was it? Is it the one that you're, you're speaking to now? What was the first one? And. Uh, you know, what was the, the, the inspiration behind that one? Because I know you said that you find inspiration sometimes with movies or whatever. So what yeah. was that one? Uh, that's, a, that's a hard question. Uh, I guess it'd be easier if I started with our little Rockstars production group. Uh, we started that in 2013. Um, and that was, was me, Tom, went to college with them, uh, and David I met through another film. Uh, and the first short film we did as Little Rockstars production Blue Eyes, and uh, I was watching a lot of Tarantino movies around the time, and I love action movies, so I was just watching all these different things, and Scott Pilgrim, <clears throat> so Scott Pilgrim, Pulp Fiction, and a few other things just inspired me, so I'm like, you know what, I want to make something like that, uh, and then by working on this other project, I met some people, so I'm like, hey, uh, you want to work together on this on this idea that I have, and, and uh, so we just attempted yeah. Uh, it was called Blue Eyes. You can find it on YouTube. We had to re-edit it a few times because being our first official one, it was good. But you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. Do you – I just had this thought. The other movie we, we shot on campus that uh, – it was a couple where we were like running and chasing somebody and somebody thought – and there was like a fake scene where we were beating somebody up and they – at some point, yeah, yeah, yeah. someone thought we were actually jumping somebody and, like, ran over. It was like, hey, 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 stop, 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 stop. And I remember that that, that being kind of a, a, a scenario of when you're shooting those movies in college and you're just kind of flying off the seat of your pants of shooting stuff. So there's we're always – Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah that was uh, – I think that one was called The Super Phoenix. That was our yeah. – superhero inspired short film and, and man I was I wish we spent a little more money on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun it was it was a good time. yeah that was that was uh man did we make that back in 2008 or something like that, it, that maybe 9 a, maybe 2009 I want to uh, say yeah maybe yeah 2009 they didn't let us make movies freshman year right no yeah, yeah we were just doing a book for yeah, we were doing all of our core classes or general ed classes first. We didn't, it didn't really start till junior senior year to get to get really into the the filming stuff a lot. So now it is Halloween time, and you talked about loving movies. So we'll, we'll incorporate a little. What what would be your favorite kind of Halloween movie? Hmm. 
I do love the Conjuring movies. My wife and I love uh, the first two. I thought they were really well done. So every Halloween we gotta watch that. And uh, Trick or Treats, another good one. Like you gotta you gotta check that one out. Uh, we actually finally saw the Poltergeist. The first one. So you're a big you're a big like horror Halloween guy. Kind of yeah, and you, oh and of course you gotta watch Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I don't own that one. <laughs> so, yeah, you bring that up. Do you still have the 4,000 movie Blu-ray DVD collection that you had in college? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've grown it and I had it in the trunk a little bit. Okay. I, I got rid of some movies, but of course I have bought more. Uh, I just bought uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. It was super cheap at Walmart while I was walking around. <laughs> I need another scary movie, something that I haven't seen before. So, come on down. So yeah, I still have it. Caitlin, you know, tries to tries to um, bring me in a little bit. I'm like, look at all those movies, you know, angry, you know, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> Not like they're, they're stopping, you know, making movies. So I, if I see another movie that I love. Do you, do you think the streaming, so the streaming services haven't slowed you down at all? You still want to have that physical copy? Yeah, there's, there's something about having a physical copy, you know, being able to touch it. It's got a certain smell, you know. <laughs> 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 you, man, it's so fresh. It's, uh, then you open it up and, and you, got, you got the sleeves, you know, and you got all the fit info on it. I don't know, there's something about, and also seeing it on your shelf, you know, especially when you have a trilogy or something that have all three. Sitting next to each other, I'm like, man, and I can just pull it out if I'm wrong. But I, I do appreciate the, the streaming. You know, I try to I try to make sure if I buy a movie and it's got the code on it, so if I go out of town, I can just open up Hulu and watch it. It's been very helpful if there's internet, usually. <laughs> so, 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 go ahead, Noah. So I know you said you, you spent so much as far as like. So many short films. Are they all based off of kind of horror Halloween, or do you have some that are kind of like love, or or do you have like do you kind of just stay in one lane and just kind of stick to it? What are your uh, kind of? Hey. Oh, sorry. No, no, no go ahead. Thank, thank you, Tom. I try to mix it up. Uh, I love horror movies, so I definitely try to try to make horror movies, but I also love comedies and action movies. So. Uh, it just depends on what I'm inspired by. And then if I, let's say I'm, I made a horror movie, I kind of want to try something different this time around. Um, so maybe I'll try to do a comedy. Uh, right now, Valley Falcons movies, um, they're, they were inspired by Star Wars. I was watching Flash Gordon, Battlestar Galactica, The Last Star Wars. It's like, well, I haven't done an epic low-budget sci-fi movie before, so let me give that a shot. So, yeah, I, I try to mix it up, and right now where I'm at is the sci-fi, so I think once I finish this one, I'll take a break from sci-fi <laughs> and see, see what else I want to play with, I guess. Great question. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you also talked about, like, you know, your family's big, a big party and all that kind of stuff, so what has been, honestly, your toughest... Toughest day as a father, and maybe your funnest slash most memorable day. You asked me some some hard questions. Making <laughs> <laughs> me think. Uh, I, I can say that that there was um, there was one day and at night that was really hard. Uh, Caitlin was at work, and I had my son. It was really 
I am for some reason. It's just very grumpy, very sad. Nothing I did would make him happy. And I just continued on for hours. And I thought, oh man, this is this is pretty terrible. <laughs> I love you, Ethan, but why are you so sad? And then after I gave him a bath, he, he was just fine. And he looked at me like, hey, Dad, how are you? And at that point, I was just like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't talk to me or anything. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, obviously, I got to that. Uh, we've had some really good days. We've gone on beach trips together. We've taken them to the beach and just watching them. Uh, well, I guess any camp really on at the moment. Uh, watching Ethan just light up on the beach and run around and, and hang out with his grandparents and uncle. Just seeing him happy, it's, it makes me happy. And all that stuff makes you forget the hard parts, like not sleeping. Yeah. The crying and <laughs> nasty blowouts. And yeah. And the, way, the way kids can just turn on a dime to me is always the wildest thing. Like you said, like, unlike somebody who, you know, you can be mad at and you can kind of avoid them. Your kids, yeah. like, you got to take care of them. So even if they do something wrong, you can discipline them. But then it's like... I still have to be here to like care for them. You can't just you know yeah. lock them away. So later, yeah, I mean you, you could do that, but you might have child protective services coming after you at some point. But <laughs> as a loving, caring person, you're still like after they like that's what I get like when they you know take a whole box of a cereal and dump it out over the floor, and you're like, oh my gosh, and then they're just like, what? I didn't know that I was going to do that. So then you. Just, Sweep it up, clean it up, and then yeah, and then just five seconds later, they're just like coming up and giving you a hug. You're like, well, dang, I can't yeah. do that too for that long. <laughs> it's like you're in a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, why? Why did you throw that? Or why did you punch your sister in the face? I don't understand. So, what was your what was your toughest going from one kid to two kids? Um, what? I guess it's it's complicated after you have the first one, you kind of know what to expect ish um but then it's still hard <laughs> and, and i think the sleep the sleep is the hardest the hardest part is uh with amelia she would just wake up all night maybe she'd sleep for 40 but then she'd be awake Oof. again and, and you need the sleep to survive right but you're not getting it it makes everything else harder right? yep oh yeah so it's the sleep um it's been the most challenging. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's the sleep I want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could definitely, you know, like you said, trying to balance a, you said one-year-old and then a, what, three-year-old? Yeah. Yeah, that, that you know, trying to make sure they're on the somewhat same but different schedule because, like you said, the other one's eating and up a lot more, so. That's true. And Amelia, she's taking two naps for one. Yeah, and then, and then it's it's hard to try to make sure you give them both, you know, enough attention, right? Because yeah. Amelia kind of is a little more needy, so you gotta really watch out for her, and then she gets really bumpy, and, and then Ethan's over there kind of chilling out, and you're like, oh man, I'm coming, Ethan, don't worry, <laughs> calm your sister down. You know? So it's it's been a challenge having two kids. It's kind of a challenge, which is part of the reason why. I think we're good. Think you're good. I was, that was going to be my follow up. Are you are you are you calling it evens right now and, and finish it off at two or TBD? Oh yeah, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. 
I mean, yeah, you got one boy, one girl. So what do you need to keep keep doing this for? That's right. There you go. Okay. Another boy would be like, huh? Yeah. Risk it. Now we're like one, one boy, one girl. Okay, that's it. That's it. So how was that when COVID kind of hit? Everyone's kind of had a different experience. You being in local television. Did y'all, y'all didn't, I mean, local television never really stops. It still keeps going. No matter what, be a snowstorm, hurricane, whatever, they're getting something in to, to report. Especially the snowstorms. Yeah, especially the snowstorms. I know you probably stayed overnight, slept there, ate, ate pizza for breakfast, showered with a baby wipe, all that kind of stuff. Um, I haven't done the baby. You haven't done that? I, I've talked to people, people who have done that. It was snowed into the studios and stuff, but... How did how did this differ, and how are you affected when COVID kind of hit at for for the local news side of things? Uh, well, I think I still had to go to work, like you're saying. I still had to get on my schedule to change. But when I went to work, I noticed that excuse me, there were less people there. Yeah. So a whole sales department was sent home. They worked remotely. Uh, our meteorologists worked remotely. Some reporters. So for me, it was mainly going to a building now, which is a little quieter, you know. And then they, they said everyone had to wear masks, so now every time I go to work, I wear masks, those hand sanitizer, and fire everywhere. Um, but that's pretty much the only difference. That's it, so that's... And I think we're Galen, actually, too. She works at a hospital, so she still has to go in all the time, and even wow. the snowstorms, right? Yeah. So, for us, it, it almost hasn't changed. It's just the wearing the masks... Did your station seem like they clean more now? You get your own yeah. headset and they're wiping stuff down and Oh yeah, yeah. We just some random person will walk through the halls and start, and start wiping the doors and the knobs. I'm like, I'm I'm not sure who you are, but thank you so much. <laughs> People come in and clean yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's amazing that it took the pandemic to get people to be a little bit more I guess clean as far as like cleaning behind and doing this and doing that. And I'm sure there's going to be a huge change just throughout the country. It's going to be hand sanitizers everywhere. Yeah. I mean, there's no telling how long people are going to have to wear masks and stuff like that. So, um, but but I, I do have a question. So as, as far as it being a lot quieter in the office, do you feel like you like it like that? Do you feel like you, you kind of miss the... I guess it, maybe it was more people with more chaos throughout the the, um, the building. So how do you feel about it being a little bit smaller and a lot less people there? Hmm. I'm kind of I'm a little conflicted on it. I, I do I do like people and we have a lot of friends there, so it's nice to see them and talk and catch up. But I do like it being a little quieter. You know? mm-hmm. When everyone's around, everyone just gets excited and like we, we have to do all these different things. We have to get up here. This, so having less people in the building is kind of nice. You can kind of relax a little bit. I mean, you still have things you got to do, but it's a lot less extra you got to worry about, I guess. And, and yeah, it's nice to have clients. <laughs> and do you enjoy, I mean, obviously, but to me, live TV is always like what gets you that jolt. You know, I, I don't know if you ever get into, into monotony of it since it is local news and maybe it's, you know, oh, it's another puppy set that's up for giveaway or, you know, there's something else going on kind of thing. But I always get that jolt when doing live TV of just like, 
when when the chaos is going, that's when I feel the energy of just okay. This is why we kind of got into TV or got into film because of just the, the utter chaos sometimes. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think it can relate to that for sure. It, it does. I kind of go into work and I do the same thing a lot of the time, and so it, it can get monotonous. But then once you get on air, you're like, oh man, I'm on air. So, yeah. What are they? What are the producers going to kill? What are they going to change? Yeah. The story. Are we going to lose our live shot? So you're right. It is kind of a rush. Um, we got election night coming. Oh yeah. So we're oh. Dreading it, but of course yeah. when we're in, it's like. Let's go, Jack. Let's go. But don't mess up. But it's crazy. It, it is a rush. It is a rush. Part of the reason why I, I, I sleep. Yeah. You know, it's nice to be comfortable, but at the same time, when you're on air, you're like, it's, it's quite a rush. Yeah, it's one of those, like you said, one of those days when when that crazy news story hits, and you just re- those are the days you always remember of coming in and, and stuff happening, and just feeling like, oh, and then that that camaraderie you kind of get with the team that you have doing a show is also something else that I feel like is a cool part about TV and everything else. So, I agree. I agree. A lot of the people that I work with are the same ones that have been there when I started back in 2012. Wow. I mean, honestly, we've had a lot of people leave. There's quite a bit of turnover, but the production crew is, is mostly the same. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's, it's nice going into work and being like, hey, what's up, Erica? What's yeah. Excuse me, Tom. Or yeah. So, do you see your? I know we kind of touched on it earlier about future and stuff, but do you see yourself ever going to another local TV spot? Or I know you're comfortable, you got the family, but do you ever maybe do you ever look out there and see what's you know? Oh, this market's open, or that market's open, you know, and kind of see like, oh, I wouldn't mind living there, bringing the family with me, kind of thing. Or is that kind of a? Nah, I'm good where I'm at. Raleigh's Raleigh's the place to be. Uh, I think Raleigh's the place to be for now, definitely. Okay. Uh, maybe in the future when the kids are older, uh, we love Arizona. Okay. Me. Uh, we thought about maybe moving to Arizona sometime, but then we were like, yeah, well, maybe we should wait. I have thought about working maybe for WRL or East 11, and I've applied to different places while I've been there, but then um, they finally promoted me, so I'm like, all right. Ah. So they, they saw your resumes being passed around. They was like, yo, 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 yo. They invited them. I'm like, ah, I got you. Well. <laughs> yeah, so I'll stick around for a little bit. But I think, yeah, I think the goal is to move to another new station at some point. Um, but then it would be kind of nice to get out of news. Yeah. Uh, just to have something totally different. But, but kind of stay with the cameras and the lights and all that stuff. I'd love to work for it. A company that makes commercials, or maybe if I can find some that well, makes movies that will pay to make movies or something. Just the production company. Yeah. Here, that would be. Well, you know, you know, I got, I know a couple people down here in Charlotte since I work at Fox Sports. If you ever want to dip your toes into something, you know, we're always, <laughs> always looking for directors and ads and camera people. So, hey, man, you just, I got, well, I, I sit right next to all the scheduling people, so. You just you just let me know if you ever want to. You're the boss. Yeah. No, I'm not the boss. I can just no, get. I can no, just. No, I just. No, I just slither on into the office and say, hey. Yeah, I'm just saying, hey, if you if you're looking for so and so here, and you know, we can get you throw on some days if you ever want to dabble in the sports world at all. And I know a couple people at the local spots down here at some of the news stations too. So, you know. Very cool. Thank you. If you ever need to scratch Actually, a little. I worked in Charlotte for my family. It wasn't. It was just. Uh, I was maintenance guy. And, for their apartment complex, so I paint stuff. So I had nothing to do with. <laughs> so wait, 
Okay. But I was in Charlotte. Yeah, where where did you grow up? Uh, New Jersey. Okay. So then what got you yeah, down to North born. Carolina? Uh, my family, my my parents wanted a fresh start. Okay. They were talking about a lot of the drama and things that were happening up there. They just wanted to get away. Uh, for some reason, they were like, hey, North Carolina is it. So my dad started a new business down here, and he brought us with him. That was, uh, that was after my junior year of high school. So was, oh, wow. Uh, that's a late... That's a late... So how does... As teenagers, you know, they're always portrayed in movies when you have to move in high school as very upset, very emotional, like, yo, I've got all my friends. What are you doing taking me out for my final two years of high school? How was that transition for you? It was kind of like that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I felt very emotional. I mean, I mean I had, you know, shown it to everyone. But, yeah, I was, I was very upset about it. Uh, I wasn't a fan. Um, I thought it was in a great place. I was playing football, and I, I finally felt like I knew what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> freshman year, I was... I was absolutely terrible. I couldn't remember my plays. I got yelled at a lot and all this other stuff. So then my junior year, I was uh, starting in the JV team. And I got to play varsity lunch. We my first touchdown on varsity team. Uh, I was in a band, and I just thought everything was going really well. And then they were like, yeah, we're moving. So I was like, what? <laughs> no. Yeah. You get, you get down to your knees and you go, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was not happy about it. But, of course, I just had to go along. It worked out. Yeah. It worked out. So where did you did you guys move to Raleigh or was where did you guys move to in North Carolina? Uh, Mineral Springs. It's a, just a little town between Monroe and Waxhaw. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I say Mineral Springs. Are like, what, where is that? What is that? It's okay. Promise. Uh, so we moved there. Uh, it was 2006, and then what brought me to Raleigh was uh, my now wife. Yeah. I wanted to be closer to her and her family and my best friend Tom. I have family over here in Raleigh, so I was like, you know what? I gotta get to Raleigh, I gotta get out of here. Nice. Nice. And I heard they had some good jobs in the business, which yeah. is what I was trying to do. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it worked out. But I'm still here, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I still in Raleigh. <laughs> All right. I'm assuming the weather I heard some of the weather in North Carolina is a little bit better than the weather in New Jersey too. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, it's weird now. It's very weird. It's it'll be sunny and beautiful, and then the next day it'll be rainy and kind of cold and it's humid and it, it's snowing when it's not supposed to snow. It's, it's confusing. <laughs> it can be very confusing. I think I prefer it to the weather. Although I did make a lot of money uh, shuttling the rides mm. in New Jersey. Now I'm bad. Yeah, no, we don't get enough. We don't get no. enough. <laughs> we, don't, we don't. We don't get enough snow. It's not fair. But when it does happen, everyone goes crazy. Like, oh my god, it's now closed everything down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, just a little, very much. Uh, I do have a question. Were you ever? I wouldn't say necessarily scared, but were you ever kind of hesitant about getting COVID since your wife works in the hospital, or does she not work on that side? Of the hospital, uh, she doesn't really deal uh, with COVID patients. But thankfully, uh, she would, um, but she's just she works on the cardiothoracic unit, so she deals more with the heart. Okay. So I have her own section, but thankfully she gets to stay away from that. Uh, okay. I was a little nervous because she was at the hospital, but um, she made sure to let me know that she's not really in the hospital. So thank you so much. Well, that, that's good. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't had any cases of COVID at work, so that's 
masks. None that we, we know of. It's, keeping distance, wearing the masks, and hand sanitizer. Yeah. So it's always in the back of the mind, but we haven't experienced it yet, so I'm just trying to stay positive, I guess. Yeah. What about for you guys? I mean, at, at my work, we I work for Carolina Cat, so um, we have we have like different locations, um, and then our South our South Charlotte store had two cases of it, wow. and then our North Charlotte store, which is literally right across from the street, had a case, and then um, at the beginning of September, our weld shop had a case about it too, and they sent them home for like two weeks. When they came back, they had to eat in their own break room, and they weren't allowed in any other like buildings. We didn't go to their building or nothing like that. It just basically put it as mandate to you're within six feet of somebody, throw on a mask, and they got all hand sanitizers all over the place. <laughs> but you're so sick of those things, right? But but they they help, right? Yeah, yeah. I think they help. And see, I know me. Um, I work for a bank in Charlotte, so. We've been home since March, so I'm not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> pretty much, as seeing as though y'all know, I haven't had a haircut in six months. Nobody Wait, show us, show us. So yeah, I'm pretty much just of course just staying out of the way and, and whatnot. I'm not like um, everyone else on here that kind of still goes in the office a couple times a week, or I know Jacob goes in a couple times. I know Jeep still. Goes in, so um, so I'm kind of pretty much away from it. Yeah, no. So what, what, I'm go, sorry. What, oh, go ahead, Josh. No, I was just gonna say what. So how has it been? Have you, have you felt lonely at all, or has it been pretty good? Uh, how do you stay in touch? Uh, um, yeah, I, I have my days. I can tell you that, but also, um, just kind of the, the tough part is is just being able to just around the same walls. Like I have like. My other room upstairs is like my office that's set up. Um, I have to stay away from the kitchen so I don't eat everything. Um, <laughs> and I still try to stay active and jog and run just about every day. Um, to at least be able to get out and get some, yeah, <laughs> because I got to get out and get some air because I don't want to see the same thing like all the time. Um, but I can tell you, I honestly do miss a lot of the times like the walks um, through downtown Charlotte, at least trying to walk into the building. And, yeah. At least being able to kind of just still see people and mingle and try different restaurants and stuff like that. I do miss that from time to time now, but uh, I mean, I, I don't miss the parking camp and park of town. Nope. Um, you know, and, and I'm probably saving a couple of years of, of life on my car because I don't drive it too far or do anything, so I'm not putting any mileage in. So um, I guess you know, it kind of kind of balances itself out, and uh, you know, I, I kind of just embrace it. Kind of just, I'm, I'm here now, so just trying to ride the wave. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean, we've had we've had a couple breakouts here and there at work, be it people if they went somewhere or, you know, stuff, but they quarantine them for 10 to 14 days, you know, make them, not really make them go get tested, but encourage them to go get tested to see if if they've had it or if they've been around somebody that they work with there in the building, but... You know, luckily so far in, in our household here, we've been, you know, pretty good with nothing going on. I mean, we have a couple people over, like Duval and Jeeves come over to watch Panthers games or maybe on a Friday night just to have a couple beers in the basement. Nothing, you know, nothing too crazy. But, you know, 
then again, we're never really, we're up on top of each other. You know, we're not making out. We're not sharing drinks. We're not doing none of that. So, you know, and if, and, you know, we kind of trust our close friends that if you weren't feeling that well, you know, you stay at the house or, you know, kind of keep your distance and everything. But, you know, it is, but on the side of that, we've talked about it in other podcasts before. It's like, as you were talking about mental health wise, at some point, you got to go out and, like you said, go to the beach, take a trip, go somewhere, go to a restaurant, and just do something because seeing the same things and being cooped up, I think, can some sometimes just mess with your mind even more than you know potentially the risk of getting something. And not to downplay the seriousness of the virus or anything, we all know it's serious, but you know you you got to do something at some point. I don't think you can stay confined in the the walls of your house forever. So. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, going to the beach was was huge. We had a big beach trip planned, but we canceled everything. Right? Yeah. Like, you know what? Let's go. Let's go to Nagset. It's kind of our our favorite place to go. Uh, and when we went, everyone was very distant. They kept their you know there was a nice distance between you and them, and it was very quiet. So we got out, but we weren't worried that we were going to get anything. It was, yeah. You know, there weren't a lot of people out there. And it was just nice. Once we got there, like, we could just breathe. Like, go kids, go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of the house. Yeah. yeah. I love the house, which is to be in here all the time. Just make me crazy. Yeah. Are you a sports fan and wondering why guys like LeBron James and Dwayne Wade are drinking wine rather than the bush light you might be drinking right now? What if I told you I'd be willing to give you $50 in free wine to find out? High quality wine is both enjoyable and easier on your body. So if you've been thinking about trying some good quality wine, but you're not really sure where to start, you're stuck in the house and looking for some entertainment, or you're already a wino and looking to try something new, I've got a great idea for you. Scout Circle allows you to have a variety of wines that are cleanly crafted and handpicked by a level 3 sommelier automatically shipped to your doorstep at your desired frequency. All the wine inside will be in, will be free of any chemicals or added sugar that you'll see in most wines in the store, and they'll have the lowest possible amount of sulfites included. So you can forget about the beer bloat while you're drinking or the headache the next day that won't come with the highest quality of wine out there. And each box comes with fun facts to teach you about the wine that you're drinking and, you'll, and about the small vineyard that you're helping to support. Plus, if you're still hesitant, all the wine in your box will come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're unsatisfied with a bottle for any reason, just let me know, and I'll replace it for you with the same one or any other wine on my site at equal or lesser value. To sign up, just head to my Instagram at wineunderthebridge and click the link in my bio. If you have any questions when you get there, just send me a DM. I'll be happy to help. New members that sign up for this program before the end of May will receive $50 in free wine credits when they receive their third shipment to use on any additional bottles that you left. So head over to at Wine Under the Bridge on Instagram and eliminate the guesswork while trying something new and fun with your family or friends. A glass of wine a day will keep your beer good away. Cheers! We want to go ahead and dive into the uh, notebook questions. We can go and dive into those. And let's do Val. Do you have? Do you want to ask that one this week, or do you want to wait till another time to ask a question you talked about uh, on well, Sunday? I, I, I mean, if Josh has a question, that's fine. I mean, it, it, I, I, it, it's completely up to him. All right, so we'll let we'll let we'll let Josh ask this question and see where it stems from. So Jeeves, it's the uh, you ready? Yeah. All right, it's the uh, warehouse distillery. Oh, little weak, little weak on the burn, burn, burns there. We got to get you a microphone. 
That was a little, the little air horn, mega horn. Yeah, one of the bridge escape one out of notebook. So Josh is going to pick a question while he's looking through some questions. We'll just do a, 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 a the pick them top ten. Though it's the Tennessee games going on right now, but right now all favorites are in one. Nick Nick Chapman's in two, Cam Terry three, Paris four, uh, Eddie Hutto five, Jesse six, quarter seven. I'm eighth, Levi's ninth, Buck is tenth, Duval you're eleventh, and Jeeves you are sixteenth. So making your climb up there from the doldrums you were in like forty something or thirty something. So, but that could a couple of those spots could change between now and the time you listen to the podcast because. Now there's football on Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays. There's no Thursday game this week, so you oh, know. Not? No, they moved it because it was supposed to be the Patriots who were supposed to play also yesterday were supposed to play Thursday, but they couldn't play Monday and Thursday and all that stuff. So there's no Thursday night football this week. So they're playing what next Monday? No, the Patriots are playing Sunday afternoon. Okay. Yeah, they moved the Patriots and the Bills. Yeah, I think play Sunday afternoon. So, and it, is, is, is Cam gonna play? I don't know. It's still TBD. It's it looks like just yeah. a wild season. I'm just glad I don't have any money on any fantasy leagues because there's too much stuff flipping and flopping going on. I'd be way too stressed out. Yeah, and I got a feeling all favorites is gonna win the uh, pickup league. They're up by one or two. So, if somehow, if somehow near the very end, they're, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to crown them the, the winner. You know, maybe I'll just tank and not fill them out the last couple, three or four weeks just so we can actually have somebody. But we'll see how it plays out. That makes sense. You know, or we'll just let it play out as the season goes and just knock them out as the, since they can't really win anything and just, you know, so. But I, but it's a weird year because like you said the home field advantage is there hasn't really been one so it's it, the all favor like I said last year all fa- you know I think that big one was the one week it fifteen out of the sixteen games or something were all the favorites that one so that's a really big it's very rare you see that Josh you got a question you still searching I think I I think I read all of them. Which one do I ask? I mean, if, if we go, we can, you can go, if you got two that you're battling over, we can always go to two. Oh, man. Okay, uh, how about, why don't you read more books? Oh. oh. And I think, was there a name next to that who put that? Yeah, yes, there was. Let me get it back. Why don't you read? It just blew my mind, that question. Evan? Evan Howard. I think it's Evan Howard. Could be. Yeah. Is that an M? Evan M? Yeah. Okay. We'll just go with Evan. Yeah. Why don't you know? I'll I'll be honest with you. I've I've enjoyed books when I've read. Like you know, I don't. I'm sure we all at some point in middle school and then well, more elementary, middle, the AR program where you read books and they were stars and points and. I just never have been into a big book guy, and it kind of always went up to now being into movies and film and stuff. I was more of a visual guy. I like now, there were books when you read them, you know, some Harry Potter, some Holes. I liked sports biographies of some of my favorite players. I liked those, you know, reading how they trained and how they just became better than everybody else. But why don't I read more books now? Honestly, 
I don't know. I watch. I guess I watch a lot of TV. Maybe that's a bad answer, but you know, I just my wife reads a lot of books, but I read. I'm more of a quick, short reader. Where I want to read an article from a, a sports spot or you know something on the internet that's a quick hitter. You know, sometimes a 300, 400 page book is a little daunting. So why don't I read more? I just it just isn't in me. And now that I'm an adult, no one can force me really what to do besides my job. Then I just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I know. Um, I, I I read a couple, but I think, and, and I don't even know if you consider this reading because I, I use Audible. So like mm. I, I'll listen to them because I may not. I'm I'm also like you, Jake. If I'm more visual, but still being able to at least like if I'm sitting doing some work or I'm in between meetings or something like that, I can at least pop in, listen to a chapter or something like that. And I can, I, it, it kind of gives it a little bit of an easier way to get through a book versus sitting, turning the page, turning the page here, here and there. Like I said, there's certain books that I will read and I love reading magazines yeah. and stuff like that, like sports magazines, but um, some sports books as well. But um, I think that's why I don't read as many books is because I listen to them. Okay. Uh, for me, books put me to sleep. <laughs> it's been a thing for me since like middle school. Like when we had to do the book reports, like I I would have to like knock them out during the day. Like the first time, first thing I do when I get home from like school, if it was like the last thing, it would it would basically just like put me to sleep because I don't know if the book was boring or or what, but. It was, it was, it's been back since like middle school that just knocked me out and people say, like, oh, that's what it's supposed to do. I'm like, I don't really think it's supposed to be supposed to get anything done. Yeah. Me, is it an instant thing? Like, do you open the bug house? It takes about five, six pages, maybe, maybe a little bit longer than that to put me to sleep, but that's, I mean, I, they, they just put me to sleep. <laughs> At least you get through a chapter at night, G. Five, <laughs> six pages might be a chapter. You just try to speed read to see how many pages you can get. <laughs> <laughs> I made it to seven today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I like audiobooks. I actually prefer audiobooks, but I think when it comes to books, I guess I'm not really. If I had to do a book, it'd be an audio book. But I'm like Jacob, and I'm like you. I would rather watch a movie. I'm more of a visual guy, I'd rather see it happening. Um, with pages, I, I just find myself thinking about how many more I have left. Yeah, yeah. 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 This has 500 pages that I've only read five. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never gonna finish this. So I, I do find myself. Just counting the pages and then just getting overwhelmed. Yeah, I, I could do it as a kid. I read more as a kid, but after a while, I don't really like it. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, exactly. And I would go off on like kind of with Jesus. I got to a point where every time I opened a book, well, I would read when I would go to the beach, right? And then every time I'd get ten pages in, I'd be zonk out on the beach because you're just finally fully relaxed. Well, now, you know, you got two kids. I got one kid. You can't really zone out or fall asleep at the beach when these kids are under the ages of five because you got to make sure they're not drowning, not eating all the sand, not 
dying and all that kind of stuff. So that was also kind of a, a stance on that as well, where I haven't read books in that quiet time. And again, I'd rather just, like you said, now with TVs, I flip a TV on at night, watch, catch up on my shows or a movie that I, I needed to watch or whatever. So, yeah. And, I, and and then to your point, Josh, exactly the same thing. I'm a big Game of Thrones guy, and those books were so big. And I remember trying to read that and just being, one, also, like, I'm a descriptive person, but some of those are, like, super descriptive. Where it's like, I don't, I don't need to know down to, down to the exact detail of, like, you know, the feathers in their cap and their shoelaces and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, to each their own and, you know. Yeah. So. Too much. I, I haven't even tried to read the Game of Thrones books, but I love the show. Oh, absolutely. It's not a perfect show, obviously. The last two seasons were pretty much But I love the show. Yeah. And that's, that works for me. I'm not going to go back. Yep. I may skim. Let me try to find the spark notes or something. Yeah. Spark notes were always the, the best friends when when novels and stuff had to be read. Yeah. It, it is kind of funny. I do find myself, you know, counting pages when I'm editing a project. Sometimes I do find myself doing that. You know, you're just so excited for the project to be done. You're like, oh, man, I still have five more sentences to get together, and i got to add all this. And then once you cut it all together, you got to put the sound effects in. But I think because it's still visual and you can watch it and see all the work you've done, you know, what yeah. This is turning it into something. This is cool. I can I can keep working on it. I can wait until it's finished and then when it's finished we can show I think that's a big difference. With the book. It's all in your head and you gotta read the words, but like movies and stuff, you you can watch it as you do it. And it's just so cool. Yeah. I think. So Duval, we got a little time left. I'll go ahead and let you fire off that question you had growing up. See if it works okay. out. Yeah, so I had I had one and I kind of just brushed it through the other day during the game. Um, so I'm just thinking back, think back to your childhood. So what's the worst spanking or whooping you got? <laughs> most memorable. I I'll go off the jump because I had a couple days because Duval brought this up Sunday to think about it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I don't exactly remember what I did, but I want to say it was one of those times, I don't know if you guys ever had it, where you thought you were smarter than your parents, and you could, like, call your mom a witch instead of the B word, because they wouldn't know that you were referencing to the B word, you were just going to say, oh, you're a witch or whatever, because somehow, you know, you're smarter than them, and they wouldn't know what you were doing. And I don't, and I just know that time. I'm pretty sure just got you know that or acting up in a store or something like that would have been a time just got toe up. So that would be one of the one of those times growing up. I don't know, can't remember the last. You know, I guess what you once you start getting a little bit bigger, you know, I don't really know. I guess less those abusive relationships. We ain't got to go down that sad story. People got that, but it's at some point you got to stop getting whoopings because. I don't think your dad wants you to swing back, nor do you want to swing back on your pops or anything or something. So yeah, and, and then and then you get to that point where like they whoop you and you start laughing because yeah. 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 you don't want to get to that point. Yeah. Yet, so. <clears throat> Thank you. I did. You know what you got? Or uh, uh, Josh? No, yeah, you go. Uh, you could. Uh, I'm still trying to think. Jeeves, I know you did some dumb stuff to get an ass beaten before. <laughs> I mean, 
course I did, but yeah. I, just can't, I can't remember it. But oh, you, you gotta remember that. Yeah, time. you gotta have a time when you got your ass beat. want to smack the Bible. That was always a good uh, call. <laughs> I didn't even think about doing that. Yeah. Where'd you learn That was, learned, the Bible thing was like somebody going to Sunday school. One of the other kids was in there like, hey man, you put that Bible down there, you know, at least they confront them for that. So, yeah. That's smart. Or like, or if you know, if the book was too thick, obviously Bibles can be thick. You know, you learn about it from at school. Like, you get those like workbooks. You know, that are still like kind of paper. They're all made out of paper. They have like the cardboard kind of covers. So then it would it would hide a little bit better. So (laughs) you hope that they wouldn't notice that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So at least when they hit the first time, they'd smack their hand a little harder on something. So. Ouch. Yeah. All right, Duval. Oh, and then I'm going to get to mine, but the only thing I did do, I would wear sweatpants, and then I'd put basketball shorts on up under There you go, yeah. And then I'd wear, like, I'd throw on, like, two pair of underwear. Yeah. So that then that would be kind of a little bit thicker, but yeah. that didn't really help. But my dad was heavy man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I remember vividly there was one. I, I honestly don't remember what I did. Um... But, like, I tried so hard, like, to try and get out of it. And, like, I thought I had got out of it. Because, like, my dad had got home from work. And I'm sitting back in the room. And it's quiet. My dad came back there. He didn't say anything to me. He spoke to me. He said, oh, my mom didn't say anything. I guess I, guess I got out of it. Like, Ten minutes later, he came back. And he came and sat down. And just brought it up. Oh. So, it was bad, man. Like, so what I tried to do... I tried to like find a way for him to like stop. So what I did was I like as I was on the bed, like I rolled off the bed, and like as I rolled off, like my my bed was kind of like cornered, so there was like a, it was close to the wall. So I just fell back behind the wall, and I didn't think he was gonna still whoop me as I'm on the floor behind the wall. So he pulled over the bed and he kept going, and that actually made it worse because I couldn't go anywhere. So I, was, I was stuck. I just had to eat that. You know, so so needless to say, that was that was the worst one, and I got one more that was very memorable. I was mouthing back like you were saying, and I was standing outside talking to Jungle. They were like going down the street. They told me to go back in the house. I didn't. My dad gets out of the car. I thought he was joking, and he like basically jacked me up, <laughs> threw me over the fence, 
And I fell over the fence onto the ground, like right there in a pile of dog shit. All I could see was my dog just licking on me. And that was by far one of the worst ones, too. Like, I sit back and I think about that all the time. Yep. yep. So, yeah. Wow. I know, man, it's bad, man. Listen, I don't know about that to death with those memories, but at the time, they were not cool. Yeah. So, was that your last whooping was face full of dog shit? Yes, that was the last. That was the last time yeah. that he really beat me. My mom stopped well before then. Yeah, because I used to laugh. Like I was laughing as she was looking at me. Because sometimes, yeah, because sometimes the moms just didn't have the force. Yeah, Mo- exactly. moms to me were more so like they they would pop you in the face, like they'd have the rings on in the car, and they'd pop you in the face with that, or or hit you on the shoulder. Whereas the dads came in for the whooping whoopings. So yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, Josh. That was by far one of my last ones. You got you got something now. We're giving you some time. Uh, I gotta be honest. I, I didn't really get too many spankings, and I think that could have been because I was one of the youngest. I, I kept seeing my siblings get beat, you know, yeah. and they were doing the wrong things. And I'm like, I'm just not gonna. Do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was right really hard. Yeah. There was a great time though where I felt like I kept getting in trouble, and I wasn't even sure why. And I'm like, I'm kind of over. Uh, but to this day, there's this. I don't remember what I did, but uh, apparently I did something at school that I wasn't supposed to do, and I got smacked around a little bit for that. And to this day, I still have no idea what they're talking about. But apparently, <laughs> I did it. And so they were very, they were very mad. I got smacked you know, a bunch of times. It's like, all right, I guess I did what they said I did. But yeah, I, I don't. Okay. That was the few where yeah, I was really surprised, and it was, it was pretty intense and scary. And I think after that, I don't think it happened very often. I still remember. Yeah. I can't remember why. Yeah, because then they get to the point where, like we were talking about earlier, where you, you're too big. So then, but then they just start taking other stuff away from you, like hanging out with your friends, you know, not going to the movies, not doing whatever. Whereas opposed, like as a little kid, they can take away toys, but Josh, you know. There's toys all over the house. You can take away one sure. thing. They'll listen. They'll find that set of blocks that's been, yeah. They'll find something that's been hidden in the closet and just start playing with it. And you're like, well, dang, they ain't even really that upset. So, yeah, yeah. Because I had that. As a dad now, I'm gonna think of how do I teach my son? How do I punish my son when he's not listening? Because he just like, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of those moments of like trying to just hold in your your frustration or anger and realize okay they're still you know this age they don't really get it yet there's no need to you know necessarily resort to any butt whoopings yet in my eyes you know we we have a two-year-old about to be three and he knows a little bit of right from wrong but I don't think he's doing anything that's gonna you know deserve a little spanking but you know once you get in that well I guess it'd be like elementary school maybe middle school range when you kind of know what buttons to push then we'll see how it goes but they just yeah, I'll just I just I just like to look at it as a I'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> I'm not gonna no need to stress about it right now until we actually get to the scenario. So I'm, I'm trying to be like you, Jay. I'm trying to be that. Yeah, because I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh man, when they get to high school or college, what are we gonna do? Yeah, but it's still. Well, isn't it? It's it's always wild to me. Like, do you ever have those days where you're like? I can't believe I'm 31 years old and 
I've been out of college for almost 10 years and you've got two kids. I've got one kid. And like, I feel like those days were these days that we're in now were so long. Like we thought about them like, ah, we're never going to get there. You knew you were going to get there, but it did now. But now we're living in those days that you thought about years and years ago. You know, it's just, and how 10 years in chunk of time go, like just 10 years ago, you're 21, 10 years before that you were 11. The, the difference between 11 and 21 it's huge. Like so many life moments happen between 11 and 21, 21 to 31 big life moments can happen, but it's like the adult version of just like, Oh, okay. You know, maybe you buy your first house, a car, you just, you just accumulate bills. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's- <laughs> so true. From 11 to 21, you're doing cool stuff. Like you're learning to drive, you know, you're getting your first job and you're, you're able to, you know, just have enough money to buy a couple small things here or there. You're playing video games a lot more than you have your first couple alcoholic beverages or dabble with the ladies or whatever your choice would be. And like, Whoa. you know, and now it's like more of a serious, serious time. But yeah, it's wild. I, sometimes I just... Are you trying it, to make it sad? I, <laughs> I just, sometimes I'm going, God, I can't, I can't believe I'm 31, man. It's crazy. I know, I know. But it's good. Yeah, it's good. yeah. It's a different kind of, different kind of good. It is, it yeah. is. All right, Josh, well, you got any uh, final parting words? Anything left to say to send us off? I don't know. I just want to say uh, thanks for having me. It was very nice to uh, meet you guys. It's been fun. All right, I got you. Uh, have me on the show. No problem. Two more questions. First one is, uh, what's your favorite movie of all time? Movie. I would say Star Wars. I go with Star Wars. Just what? Which so, one? The original. The, the original. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, saw that one at my grandparents' house. It was like everything I ever wanted. Yeah. Movie to be, uh, and it's still my favorite of of all of them. Uh, so uh, yeah, I go with that. All right, and then uh, another question would be: Do you remember what DVD you let me borrow that I still have in my collection today that you let me borrow in college? Oh man, uh, was it uh, Serenity or was it Die Hard? Nope, Tropic no, Thunder. Man. Tropic Thunder? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I knew I had it, but when I went to go watch it, I'm like, "Where is this thing?" So I bought it again. Because <laughs> I went. Yeah, I you 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 let me borrow it. I want to say like sophomore year because we lived in the cotton, the dorms, and I went down there and you let me borrow it. Uh, I think I think the. The girl I was dating at the time and hadn't watched it, and I knew you were the movie king, so we went over there and scooped it and watched it. And somehow, I think it was near the end of like uh, classes. So you then by the time I tried to get it back to you, you had already moved out. Then I kept it for a summer, and then it just kind of I never was able to link back up and bring the movie to you. So it still is here in my collection. And I think the next time I did, I said I was going to mail it to you, and you were like, "Oh, don't worry about it. I've already bought another copy." So. Yeah. Oh, so was that the uh, director's cut? Because I feel like my copy is missing scenes. I feel like it's not the same. It might be. I'd have to go back and look at it, but it might be. Um, if you want to trade, I'll give you the Yeah, book. actually, yeah, we can definitely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think I like that one better. Yeah. <laughs> you just up all the screen all of a sudden. I forgot how many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get to All right. Well, yeah. Thank, thanks for coming, man. Really appreciate it. Good chopping it up. Uh, next time I'm in the area, I'll have to give you a ring, you know. And, Sounds good. Yeah. yeah and uh, stick. St- over, I'll introduce you to the kids and my wife. Yeah, man. 
and uh, just stay on a little a little bit. Oh, go ahead, Duvall. I was going to say, um, and, and I guess maybe, Jacob, you might put this in the link. What's your, your YouTube channel so that we can kind of see some of the uh, the short films and, and, and kind of, especially with my downtime in between meetings, I'll definitely be watching. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I'll take all the views. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm trying. Uh, it's uh, Epic 5489. So it's P-I-K, uh, and then 5489 will be me. And then, I had another one, it was Josh Dumantu that I was doing to my college. And that's where I think the Halloween yes. prank video might be at, but I can't I can't answer. Yeah, I think that's where my Halloween prank video is as well. I might have to go give that a gander and have some fun laughs. <laughs> and then the final one I did I'm glad Duval asked that about your your uh your YouTube channel. You mentioned earlier you had a movie. When's the next movie coming out? Short film. Uh, great question. I'm working on Valiant Falcons three. I'm trying to get it done as fast as I can. Uh, I think I have two more sequences I got to cut together, and then I film my brother next week. Um, my buddy's scoring the movie, and then my brother, who I'm going to film next week, is doing special effects. So I'm hoping uh, maybe the first week of November, maybe maybe the week after that. Okay. But I'm trying. To, but <laughs> the first one took five months. The second one took two months. So I'm about a month and a half into this one. So. All right. See you And besides your YouTube, where can people find you on social medias if you would like to be found? Uh, interesting. Let's see. Uh, I'm on Instagram as J-R-O. Sorry, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, J- yeah, okay, there it is. J-R-O-9845 if you'd like to follow. I just post a lot of pictures of food and uh, behind-the-scenes pics or my kids usually. Um, and then I'm on Facebook, of course, as uh, Joshua. All right. And then you're on. I, I found you on Twitter too. I saw you dabble in Twitter a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, too. I am on Twitter, but I, I don't normally know the post on Twitter. So I have one on occasion. I'll be like, "Hey, we're working on a project or something." And yeah. Yeah, I got to be better at Twitter. I'm all good. No worries. But yeah, just stick around a little bit after this, and we'll get a photo to put on all those social medias to tag you in and all that good stuff. But again, appreciate you stopping by. And uh, Duval, man, how do we send the podcast out? Peace. Don't worry, be happy. I'm not worried.